listening to the ron and don show please hit subscribe hey you guys what's going on welcome to episode 349 now of the ron and don show and we are live from the les schwab studio happy holidays ron and don nation yeah coming up on the ron and don show we're going to talk about the fact that uh well i have a friend a long time ago said you don't need body wash and you don't need toothpaste and you don't need shampoo and you don't need conditioner all you need is a good bar of soap for all those things well some new research outs is that uh, my friend gary might be right uh, also we're going to talk about some of the nation's great super forecasters before we get to that though let's get to this elon musk is in the news uh there are three things right now so ron will just do rapid fire number one elon musk has said and and let's not forget elon musk just doesn't have a lot of followers he has a lot of influence a lot of people out there that can have a lot of followers on social media, but it doesn't mean that you could influence people. Someone like Courtney Stoddard, for instance, remember her? Uh, She got married to an older man. She's been in Playboy and she's written a book about herself and really beautiful young girls, a teenager ended up marrying this older gentleman. And now as a result of that, a lot of people have followed her because she wasn't Playboy. Uh, She has a lot of followers, but I don't know that a Courtney Stoddard, has a lot of influence. Elon Musk, very different, has a lot of influence because some of the things that he's done, that he's talked about, that he's embraced, uh, and a lot of people like him. Uh, And there's other people that see him as a very controversial figure. Anyway, he said, uh, Ron, number one, there should be nobody uh, that becomes president in the United States of America if they're over the age of of 70. Do you agree with Elon Musk on that? Well, not just president. He said you shouldn't be elected official at all uh, in in the uh, Senate or the, the House of Representatives, that 70 should be the cutoff age. Or he said around 70. Um, I think that, I don't know if 70 is the number, but I, I do think that there should be a ceiling to that. Like, I do think when you're making decisions for the entire population if it's skewed into the 70s and 80s that year olds i mean that 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 may not be the most beneficial thing for a country so if you take the the entire population let's just play this out a little bit let's say the president is 76 uh you might have the speaker of the house being 80 there are some senators that are 88 uh, maybe on the Supreme Court, you might be in your 70s or 80s there. And so let's say an issue comes up about uh, Roe versus Wade, Roe versus Wade or trans people or something on the, the an Internet security thing or freedom of speech uh, as it relates to platforms that these people know nothing about. They're not digital natives. They may not be fluent in, in apps or computers at all. Um, and they're going to render decisions on these things. I think there is a generational gap. Like the difference between being born 80 years ago and being born 20 years ago, it, it's hard to overstate how how profound that is. And to to have all of your people in government 
be older and predominantly white. You're coming from a very specific point of view and a specific time uh, in history. So I'm for if we want to limit that and say, listen, if you're over 75, maybe move on, retire. Like you, you, their pilots can't. What is the age on pilots? 64? 63 it's something in the like 60s, that? yeah. Like 61 mid, something? Somewhere, somewhere mid 60s. Like like the aviation industry has said even though people now are more fit when they're 70 than they were years ago, they're saying you can't fly a commercial plane anymore after this age cuz physically we don't believe on average that you can do the job. Sure there could be some people, there's outliers of folks that are incredibly fit and probably could still fly that plane. The Sully Sullenberg was a good example. We're like, why are you making him retire? He just landed a plane on the water and saved all these lives. Uh, and he could still fly that plane, but the, there's like, that's the rule. You cannot fly anymore of commercial airlines after this age. And, and even pilots that I've talked to are like, it was hard, but I get it. It was difficult for me because I still felt like I had it in me to fly but I understand the policy and I'll abide by the policy. So I, I don't disagree with Elon Musk on that. I, I don't know if I agree with 68 or 69 or 70. Maybe it could be 75. I've seen a lot of 75 year olds that are still very capable of doing that job. But yeah, I think having a ceiling on age is not a bad thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on here. What do you say about Elon Musk saying, hey, when it comes to battery operated cars and substations uh we don't need government assistance on this government should step out and 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 let the market figure it out um the the only thing that i would push back on with that again is for um social justice reasons if you leave this to the private market it is going to be skewed towards the haves and not the have-nots and what you'll create is an environment where only affluent people can afford this new technology that's supposedly going to save the earth and all those other things. And you are going to create a scenario where, that we see right now in a lot of ways in inner city neighborhoods and less affluent neighborhoods where right now they, they don't have grocery stores. There are food deserts. Uh, you'll have neighborhoods in South Central LA or in uh, in New Orleans, where the only businesses in specific neighborhoods are liquor stores, uh, lotto machines, you know, things where you can't get f fresh fruit or vegetables. Uh, there, there's not infrastructure in those. And remember Magic Johnson uh, for a while was like, I'm going to go into these neighborhoods and put movie theaters and try to get Starbucks, put a Starbucks in there, even though they don't meet their quote unquote demographic requirements to build a Starbucks. I think if we put a Starbucks in a movie theater here, it'll do well. And he proved that to be right. I don't know how his movie theaters have fared through the pandemic, but up until the pandemic, it worked. And so you would have without government assistance in this electric car infrastructure, where are these charging stations most likely going to be in affluent neighborhoods? Who's going to be able to afford to buy these electric vehicles? Affluent neighborhoods. So you're going to have another electric vehicle desert where it's all going to be concentrated into the families and the people that already have most of the resources and in the neighborhoods where they don't. We're going to push all the gas vehicles there. Like, I, I think there is a lane, metaphorically, for the government to come in and say, 
all right, we're going to build out some of this infrastructure in these neighborhoods that probably don't have a lot of electric cars right now. And one of the reasons is because the barrier to entry is too high. They don't, maybe they're renting. You can't plug, you can't throw a 220 plug outlet into your, your apartment. Even if you wanted to buy an electric car, they're not going to allow you to do that. So having a government assisted battery center nearby could be the bridge for a family like that. So I think that that that's my opinion at least. All right, finally, Elon Musk. Uh, he was dating and had a child uh, with <laughs> a, with Grimes, who's a singer, singer songwriter. Is this X? Yeah, and it sounds like she just wrote a song about him. And I don't know this this song doesn't seem to be super positive, and at the same time. I think it'd be nice to have somebody write a song about me. Wouldn't I you? don't know the song. I know that one of his children is named X. Yeah. He has an affinity for the letter, letter X. He, yeah, that that's with his. That was with Grimes, and, and then and, and then he it, and then he just broke up with her. Initially, PayPal was he wanted it to be X dot com, and they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. And so then he made SpaceX, and he he named his kid X. Uh, and I think of a. a like, like if you're a, if you date Taylor Swift on the first couple you, dates, you, you got it coming. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm I'm going to be in a song here sooner or later, right? Like this is we're just on ask the, John Mayer. We're on yeah. the road. Like, like I, I would imagine that you at some point, if you said something clever and she really laughed, or said something mean and she cried, I would want to stop right there and go. Is this going to be in the song? <laughs> like, do you need my permission to put this in the song? Yeah. All right. Let's come back and talk more. They are so fun and they were so fun to work with. When it comes to your real estate journey, you need an expert team and a playbook. The Ron and Don Playbook. Hi, my name's Todd. My name is Lindsay Lee and I bought my first house with Ron and Don's. I think the expertise provided by Ron and Don is really something I haven't seen before. I bought probably half a dozen properties over my lifetime and you could tell that there was genuine concern and that they wanted to make sure that you understood what deal you were making or also the ins and outs of the property you were buying. They walked alongside me the entire way telling me I should really ask the buyer for these sort of things uh, and have the buyer replace, for example, the water heater that was out of date. And Don said, you should really have them replace it for you. And that can be part of the deal. They knew what they were talking about. They were doing it in the best interest of me and not themselves. They weren't in it for the business. They were in it for the personal relationship and making sure that I found what I needed and what I wanted with the best deal. Closing was quick. We, I think between the offer and the time we closed, it was 30 days. They were really communicating with us almost daily just to make sure that every milestone we need to make and meet along the way was being met. They were a thousand percent instrumental in making this deal happen and making sure we closed on time and that I was able to get into my dream condo. It was a great feeling. I was very proud of my daughter. I absolutely recommend Ron and Don for your real estate transactions or just a cup of coffee and a sit down. Ready to get in the game? Get your playbook and schedule your Ron and Don sit down now at ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. 
All right, you guys, welcome back to Ron Dunch. I'm going to change the story up a little bit because uh, I was just reading that Michael Strahan, who played for your New York Giants, and he's on Good Morning America, and you know he's African-American. Uh, he is heading to space. And I saw him on the NFL Today. Not the NFL Today, the, the, the Fox show. He's on the Fox show. And he was there with Terry and the rest of the guys, and they were kind of busting his hern on Thursday Night Football. And he's sitting behind the uh, the space capsule, I guess, that he's going to fly. Who is he flying with? Is it Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and so Jeff Bezos jumps on the screen, and he loves TV time, man. He he loves that this has made him famous. Like, he, this, this is his thing. So they're going to take a football, and Michael Strand's going to go to space, and then he's going to sign this football, and then they're going to take the football, and they're going to send it to... Jeff Bezos says he's sending it to the NFL Hall of Fame. And I thought you were going to send it out into space. Why do you want to bring it back? I, Throw I, it out the window, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. What's your what, what's your take on Michael Strahan going into space, and and should the Hall of Fame even want this football? I, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so I mean, I, I guess it's interesting. I, I think these billionaires have done a really poor job of articulating what this is all about. Um, Richard Branson, I get. His thing is, I'm doing space tourism. We're going to go to, is it Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, build a spaceport, and if you're wealthy and you would just want to feel weightless, you can come to New Mexico, fly up into space. It's a short flight, but you'll be weightless. You'll be in space, in air quotes. That, that value proposition I get. He's saying this is a novelty ride. I'm going to build this and it's not a rocket. It's a, it's more like an airplane, but it gets you, it actually gets you to the edge. Cause of what space. costs a lot in going to space. And this is what Bezos and certainly Elon Musk have been trying to figure out is how do we get the rocket to return? Cause yeah, we need the rocket back. Need the rocket back. Cause so, that, that, that's why it gets so damn expensive. If Branson, you can't get your rocket back. I understand that the, he's going after the, the, the wealthy experience hunter. The person that's like, I've been, I've traveled, I've gone to Europe, I've been to the islands, I've been on a cruise, I've been to the yacht, I want to check this off the box that I go to space. I understand that business model. The SpaceX Blue Origin thing for the general public, I don't, and I've followed this relatively closely, I don't know what the deal is. I know that SpaceX has another company um, called Starlink that's doing internet for remote areas. And they use the SpaceX rocket to launch these little low orbit satellites for internet access, so, which is important. If which is had, important. Yeah, I've I've lived out in places and spaces where you don't have access to the internet, and a lot of us just think because we have all this technology on our phone that everybody around the country and around the world has that too, and they don't. Right. They, so that yeah. that I think is valuable. Yeah. So it's like if he's gonna if one of his clients is gonna be his own company subsidiary where they're and I've actually signed up for for my tiny house in the river uh, to get Starlink. That's why I, I kind of know about it. So that that's valuable. And you're correct. There are giant swaths of America, like my brother that lives in on acreage in New Mexico, very poor internet, and he would probably sign up for that service. And they're they're trying to get government contracts. The U.S. government's trying to get out of like going to the space station or taking payloads, and if private industry could do that, they're going after it. So, but the business model with these gimmicks of "Hey, let me take my brother up to space," will do this self-funded television special 
where I'm completely tone deaf to how rich I am and how much of an a-hole I come off as, uh, Jeff Bezos. And that my spaceship looks like a giant flying penis. Correct. Yeah. That part of it in this little billionaire bickering when I think the general public was like, why can't you two get together and solve homelessness? Why can't you two get together? You're talking and, about him and the Elon Musk. Yeah, now? yeah, Musk and Bezos. Why don't instead of like flying, taking your flying penis to the space with your brother, how's about taking several hundred million dollars or a couple billion dollars in in solving some real world issues that instead of bickering with each other about whose flying penis can make it to space more often. You really got in as soon as I said flying penis. You, I like you, that. You I, were into it because the man, the pictures are. You didn't bring it up, and then I brought it up, and then you, you've, you like in that sentence, you said it like seven times because it's funny. Do you want to say it one more time? No, but I've seen the. the Go ahead, you can say it one more time. Jeff Bezos with the cowboy hat in the press conference, and Richard Branson faking riding his bicycle to the spaceport. Did you see that video? Yes. It's just like, and now Elon Musk is doing the shave my head around the bottom part haircut. Okay. Did you want to say flying penis or are you good? So I think the NFL will probably put the thing in the, in the hall. I thought you were going to put the ball the penis. The ball would, cause like the SpaceX launch segments that, over. The car. Dude, I, uh, I ended the, the segment like two minutes ago. Into space, and it's still out in space. I thought the ball would be flying like the longest pass ever. Okay, we'll come back and finish up, I promise. Hey, you guys, we're sitting here with Mitch.loans. We want to thank everyone for switching to Mitch. Did he change his name from Mitch Weeks to Mitch.loans? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Any, anyway. This is something I've been thinking about, Mitch. Here comes 2022. I'm going to sit down and do my taxes anyway. Most of the stuff that I'm going to need to send you to do a refi is right in front of me. So as people are doing their taxes this year, it's a great time because you got all the paperwork right there that you guys need to think about doing a refi in 2022, right? It sure is. Yeah. And as you have that stuff in front of you, keep in mind that it's totally free to have a consultation with me. You give me a call, you take the loan application, and we might talk it over and decide it's not the call right now. To refi doesn't make sense. Whether you're buying in the next two years or you're already in a good loan, we'll keep it you know, like that. But if it's time to switch, you'll be glad you did. So switch to Mitch and let's get that call going. There we go. He's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. Go to Mitch.loans right now for more information. Save half a percent on your new loans at Mitch.loans. NMLS 1691573. Hey, you guys. Final segment of the Ron and Don show. I learned about being an ultra marathon athlete from my friend Gary. Uh, when I was in my 20s. And so we've done some bike riding together over the years. What does ultra marathon mean? Yeah, it just basically, basically means you do weird stuff for like a long, long time and you shouldn't. But you do. <laughs> like you ride 3,000 miles on your on your bike like Gary did across America. And I tried to do uh, something similar but didn't even come close. Nonetheless, the thing I always loved about Gary whenever we would travel with him is he would just carry a bar of soap. So when it's time to take a shower, just use soap. Time to brush his teeth, just use soap. Time to wash his hair, just use soap. Time to wash the car, just use the bar of soap. Use the bar of soap for everything. 
And now Did he uh, brush his teeth with the soap. Yeah, they have some new research out and they say, hey, if we want to save the planet, we should do what Gary's been doing for decades. And we should just go buy a bar of soap to do all those things. Because if you really think about it, like all the body washes we use, and, and then we have to have a separate shampoo with a separate conditioner, and then we have to have a separate body wash and then a separate thing for two. It's just we are creating so much plastic waste just by the way we quote unquote take care of ourselves that we're not taking care of the earth as a result of that. What say you about, hey, let's get a bar of soap. Is your son, is the same thing? Has your son been like uh, coming after you on how much you're recycling again? Oh no, no, no. He's he's he he's really now into understanding what a shampoo does versus a conditioner. And do you want those combined in the same bottle or do you want those separate? He's really starting to pay attention to the way that he's brushing his teeth, combing his hair, the way that he presents himself. So uh, we've been having a lot of discussions about this, and and I basically. I just use shampoo just to kind of do everything. Shampoo just does everything. So I, I do, I, I, I will even use just simple shampoo just to wash my hands. Uh, and in fact, sometimes what I'll use to refill all the hand washing stations I have in my house is I'll just top it off with a bunch of uh, sam- shampoo and you add a little water to it. So, And that's just because I read an article. It's that, that's all you need to do. Uh, when you shampoo, you don't need body wash the rest of the way to scrub your hair and your feet. You don't need that because the shampoo just drifting down kind of takes care of all that. And, and some new research says that that's Wait true. Wait a second. You're doing a shampoo drift? For your whole body, yeah, a shampoo drip, just shampoo and drip. I know by that. So I, do. I, yeah. I so I, I'm probably thre- I'm in the middle. Of it. I enjoy a good foaming soap. Well, then you then you and also enjoy killing the planet. You're killing the I planet. I do enjoy killing the planet, and you're killing the rest of us. I enjoy good foaming soap. Let me throw this at you. It's a lot of it's a lot you of walk little, in, It's a lot of little plastic that's just floating around the Pacific Ocean. Let me throw this at you because of you up, Shaw. Way you, to go. You walk into your favorite dining establishment. You go into the restroom and there's a bar of soap sitting on the sink. Are you picking up that bar of soap in a public restroom? I'm not even, I'm not touching anything. I'm not even washing my hands in that restroom. But you'll go to the restroom? Yeah. And then go back and eat? Why not? Because I haven't touched anything. I mean, you haven't touched anything. I don't, I hover. I unzip. I put things back. I touch nothing. How do you? It's impossible to not touch anything. No, it's not. You're touching your zipper. Go to the bathroom with me. I don't want to go to the bathroom. That's all with I touch. You. It's my zipper. I'm okay with that. Those are my germs. Nobody else has touched that zipper. So <laughs> why why do I need to wash my hands? It, it, they've done research, and you get more germs on you from washing your hands than if you just go in and you hover and you get out. And the Who thing is, research? I've never seen this research and I don't even need to use toilet paper. I have so much fiber in my diet. Everything's just a clean drop. I don't know. I don't use toilet paper. Wow. This went way no, different than I thought. I'm it saving the planet. If, if people had more fiber in their diet and you got clean drops, you don't need to, you know that, you know, and you don't need to wipe. You're like, you know what? I got a clean drop. I don't even need to wipe. That's me every day. Because, uh, you're because, of, of because of having a plant-based diet when you're plant-based, that stuff just leaves. It's gone. Which, when so it, you're now turning people into- that use toilet paper are meat eaters. If you if you have a plant based diet, you don't need toilet paper. 
to your bar of soap. That's it. No washing in Nothing. public places. Don't need to. I already no washed this morning with my bar of soap. Wow. I already did the shampoo drip. Can I leave now? Just go in the bathroom. Don't touch anything. You've you, made you, your point. Do your business. Get You've in made your point. You know what? Next time you go to the bathroom, you're going to think about it. I, but I'm not going to do it. Well, gonna, as gonna... soon as you touch the sink, you have you have things yeah, now all hands over free. you. It's hands-free. I go hands-free. You can? Hands-free soap, hands-free thing. You no, wave you your hand. The paper towel comes out. Use it on the, on the none door. Of it, none, the hands-free thing's always broke. And you sit there, and you wave your hand, and wave your hand, and, wave, and then you use your other hand. And then, and then the guy next to you, he just comes up, waves his hand, and it works. So then you're using his, and it's not working. So then you go back to yours. It's next to impossible. So just don't, don't, don't do anything. I can't believe you're advocating this. I'm and whatever Don just said. I'm on the other side. Well, then you're killing uh, the ocean. And I'm not. And I don't care if there's a nationwide shortage of toilet paper. I don't need it. Hey, you guys! Thanks for listening to episode three forty nine, brought to you by Downey, the quicker picker upper. Really. Which I also use as toilet paper. No, I don't. I don't need it. Anyway, hey, if you, if you <laughs> yeah, need, you're painting yourself in a corner. On if this you one. need a loan, Mitch not loans. If you need some tires, Les Schwab. If you need some realtors, Ron and Don sit down. If you need some toilet paper, go to head up, Admire. shoulders back, hover. We'll see you next time. Olay on the Ron and Don Radio now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.